0: Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Hut, a Jesus-viewed podcast on the lives of saints.
1: Hello, everyone, welcome back. Today is a very special day. We are joined um, with, by four teenage girls because the saint for today um, died as a, as a teenage girl. She actually died as a martyr as well. And we thought it'd be great to have these girls with us to help us reflect and discuss. Um, Blessed Antonia Messina was a, was a martyr. And her life actually challenges us a lot to, to really think about what it means to live for the Lord and also then to die for the Lord. Um, Antonia was born in Sardinia in Italy. She was a very obedient and hardworking and especially left her school to help her mother with domestic works and she, her mother had a heart condition. Um, she joined a Catholic group uh, called uh, Catholic Action and was very enthusiastic about it, uh, telling people to be a part of it and uh, getting them to, to desire to grow in virtue and holiness. And so it's a very uh, young, vibrant girl One of the tasks, though, that she was given as a um, to help around the house and uh, with a lot of the other work that she did, like cooking, baking, cleaning, she was part of uh, what she had to do was bake bread. And this was a very arduous process that started from even getting firewood to bake the bread on. And so she went to the woods to gather firewood and she was with uh, um, one of her friends who she was actually talking to and helping encourage her to join this group Catholic Action. Um, but while she was in the woods, a young man tried to take advantage of her, and she kept fighting back, though, and um, trying to escape. And so because of this, the man got a, a extremely enraged and found a stone and uh, hit the, uh, took the stone and beat her on the head with it, beat her with a rock multiple times. The, um, af- during her um, autopsy it was found that she was uh, beaten 74 times and of course she died there in a um, very tragic way. The the young man was apprehended and he, um, he was um, later executed um, after having received after having repented and received the last sacraments and Antonio's family also forgave him and prayed for him. So John Paul II um, beatified her, and uh, in his um, as, she, as he spoke about her, she, he said that she died in defense of chastity. And I think, as a, a young woman who who gave up her life not just in um, just with such courage and such virtue, but also um, starting at the beginning of her life, who really, uh, um, you know there for her mother and then also just, um, wanting to share in the gospel, wanting others to know about the Lord. It's a very, um, bold witness of, yeah, a young woman and, um, and what we're also called to, to live completely for the Lord.
2: Yeah, since uh, I think we have these four young teenagers here, so let's hear from them first. So what is it that is being stirred in your heart when you hear about a girl? Of course, she didn't live in your age. She lived maybe 70, 80 years ago. But um, what are some of the sentiments that this uh, girl brings into your heart?
3: One thing that strikes me in particular is her obedience. Like, when you enter into a story, that's the first thing that hits you, for obedience, how she and not only obedience, but her selflessness, like the combination of both of them, how she left her education to go and serve her family and how she was obedient to her mother and how being her being with her mother brought so much joy to her mother, her selflessness. Her mother used to call her her little flower and that's just so beautiful to me in particular because um, it it wouldn't have been easy for me if I was in her position to give up everything and to go and serve my family so selflessly. And I feel like this is especially so beautiful because she's loving the way that God loves us, like that Mm -hmm. self-giving love. Like a couple of days ago in the gospel, we heard Jesus say, Love one another as I have loved you. And in her life, we really see that love where she gives of herself so completely without asking anything back.
1: Yeah.
2: So uh, when we hear, you know, selfless actions like this, it, it stirs deeply within us, right? So, and also others, you know, three of you, you can share, like, you know, how is she challenging you? Or what are some of the thoughts in your heart about it? So to keep the ball rolling.
4: Um, she kind of challenges like my view of justice because mm-hmm. um it it really wasn't fair what happened to her c- because she gave up so much, and I feel like she would have to be like she would have to be rewarded for what she did. But, um, as we were talking earlier, um, one of the people said that like, although she wasn't rewarded in this world in a way that we see just, she
0: was rewarded in heaven right away. So, Yeah, in the way that she basically shortened, shortened her life by giving up all that, by giving up her chances for a higher education or like an easier life. She went and lived with her mother, and then when she died, it's like her life was cut short because of that decision. But really, she just gained her heavenly reward so much more
2: quickly. Yeah, what a beautiful way to look at it. Because this is the way the world sees it, right? That somebody, uh, you know. Uh, If she hadn't done that, you know, this would not have happened to her. She became extra good or she did something extra generous, which made her to die early. So people will be, you know, humanly speaking, our hearts get hardened and we'll be like questioning why, why, why. That's all enough for to make one person's life hell. And even people who never went through that, they can think about that. And they will be like, oh, there is no God. You know, if God is good, why such an injustice to such a good girl? Like, you know, why God permits bad things to good people? So what you said is uh, both of you said something very profound. Like we may think like her life was cut short. Oh, she deserved more. But what more than this? Like she's getting the crown of martyrdom. Pope John Paul calls her a martyr, you know, of purity. So uh, even though we feel like, you know, her life ended early, uh, it was an injustice, like you said, but it is such a beautiful gift that God gave her for her and her generosity.
4: Mm-hmm. I think that's also a question that I get from many of my peers at school. Like, they always ask, oh, if God is so good, why did this person mm-hmm. who did so much good get a bad outcome? But it's only bad in the world we mm-hmm. eyes because they see, the world sees death as a um, bad thing. Mm-hmm. And in, like, the homily that we heard earlier. They said that Jesus, he overcame death. So um, it seemed as if God was overtaken by death, but in reality, he overcame death. So Mm. um, it's actually a good, she actually received a better prize than any of the, anything that the world can
2: give. Yeah. Amazing, right? Nitya? Yeah. Actually, this uh, younger generation, they have so many things to share. Uh, Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm just hearing them listen, uh, hearing them speak to about the, the word of God. And, and I love that. Um, one of the girls also spoke like, yeah, I, I also have to explain this to my own peers. And I think that's the greatest part about being a Christian. And even as you said, today, we what is the reason for our hope? when all of this bad stuff around us is happening. And I've uh, I've uh, reflected on this so much. It seems like all the Christians like are suffering <laughs> the worst. And mm-hmm. why, Lord, have you chosen? I mean, and it's not just us, too. The saints have pondered over it. We know the classic um, uh, tale about St. Teresa of Avila who fell down. And, you know, she said, this is why you don't have much, many friends, God, because this is how you treat your friends. So we know we know all these stories, and we know, especially in in these ways, and also when we see the cross. I mean, here's the greatest paradox of God, who died, you know, and who suffered not just a, a tragic death or a horrible death, or died as a criminal. He died in the most excruciating way and the most tragic way, and very much again, we are faced with the quest, with the, this question of like why Why would a good God allow this? Why would a good God? allow such, um, such pain, especially, um, for someone who's so innocent and someone who, yeah, like you guys all said, gave up something and, um, shouldn't they be rewarded? And like you had the, one of the girls was also speaking about justice too. There's so many beautiful themes to reflect on, but I'm really curious as young girls, um, you have a witness of a, of a blessed here, you know, what, what does that do for you when, when you think about your lives, like, um, what do you, are you encouraged? Are you inspired or, you know, what is, are you, is, afraid? Like, are you <laughs> afraid? Yeah, that's a great point, too. Are you afraid of what God might call you to be or? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, in many ways, it can be frightening when you hear things like this, like, mm-hmm. will God call me to this? Or you're kind of afraid to surrender all of this to him. Um, but Jesus himself said, like when he was on this earth, that like life as Christians and as followers of him will not be easy.
2: Like mm. it, is, it, will,
3: it will be full of suffering that we are, we will not have, our lives will not be easy because we are not of this world. This world hates us mm. because we are not of this world. We are called to another kingdom. And you can see that in Blessed Antonia's life in that because she held Mm. to her chastity in the face of someone in a way who is like a symbol of this world who is against chastity who doesn't see the point of something so of holding to your chastity of preserving it who's searching for pleasure who's searching Mm -hmm. for pleasure who isn't holding to those higher ideals he represents the world he hates her for what she holds Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and in that way she gives her life for what she believes she gives her life for christ she sacrifices her life, and I feel like that's an inspiration for us, like to show us that we are not of this world, and this world will hate us, but we have a greater reward. We
0: belong to a higher kingdom, a greater kingdom. It's mm-hmm. interesting because, like, holding on to that simile where this young man is like, like, um, like a representation of, of like of the world, and then like Blessed Antonia is like a representation of what w- of what we are called to be, and the way that even though he kills her and he hates her after after everything, when he's about to die, he converts, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how, even though the world may hate us and beat us down, to show that witness to help them, so then they will not be of the world anymore, but of God. Wow.
4: That's also in um, the when Jesus suffers on the cross, when he finally dies, when they spear him mm-hmm. in the side. Mm. The, um, the soldiers mm. who see the blood and water, they convert back. So mm-hmm. it also goes back to that too. Mm-hmm. And um, relating back to the cross, at at the final moment, Jesus was able to forgive, and that's also something that struck me. Like he's he forgave his oppressors and like released them in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, same thing that like Blessed Antonia did in that moment of her. Like in her final moment, she was able to forgive um, her oppressor and like just let go. Yeah. And, like she through through like through the blood of her suffering, um, she was also able to help her family forgive and um, provide for her
2: family through her sacrifice. Wow, what a what a beautiful insight! Like you know. Uh, Like you said, Rose, like uh, in uh, John chapter 15, um, Jesus says, like, you know, the world is going to hate you. They will do all these things to you because, you know, all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Mm -hmm. So this is the reason why the world is doing such injustice or whatever it is to Christians, because they do not know they have a father in heaven and that we all are his children. But that's a beautiful insight that you are bringing in. Like, what is the power of uh, such innocent victims in this world? Because the natural justice of the world is like, why, 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 why? But then God's wisdom is asking, why not? You know, why not? Because this is a way in which if, if there were if there was any other way, Jesus would not have come. You know, so uh, that is what, you know, Pope John Paul II, uh, when he was can, uh, actually beatifying Blessed Antonia along with two other people, and one was a woman, Pierina, she also died like this at the hand of uh, a perpetrator. So when he was, uh, he, when we was talking about these two people, he, uh, actually these three, he, he was saying like, you know, Blessed Antonia died at the hands of her perpetrator, just like Jesus did that. Forgiving and asking God to hasten the hour of reconciliation. You are actually echoing what Pope said. You know, through these acts or through these violent acts, what these young martyrs or these people who suffer, what they are doing is actually they are hastening the hour of reconciliation. You know, otherwise, I don't know how Ignacio would have done done many crimes like this. He would have died in his sin. We don't know. But, you know, the family prays for him, they forgives and uh, and look what happened. He converts, uh, even though he was executed, but he converts. So it, it doesn't matter how we die or uh, how, when we die, it all matters. Is like, are we going to get to heaven? Mm-hmm. So there is also this beautiful line uh, that we we were pondering today, which says like, you know, Uh, It says, like, we are sure that even in the hour of their own glorification, that is at their moment of death, when they are getting the martyr's crown, these martyrs cried out with the voice of their innocent blood to ask that peace and reconciliation may soon be a joyful reality among all peoples, not only there, you know, all peoples. It doesn't stop there. And that's why the church canonizes them. Her body lacerated by the stones in a lake of blood. What a pitiable sight, right? We'll be like, oh, why? Why? But here is the answer that seemed to water a land, sometimes spread with envies and severe cruelties, and despite it, releasing it from the rancor and barbarity, giving herself again to her land, regenerating it in an atmosphere made of peace, humility, strength, generous nature, good bread and simple things. Exactly what Antonia would have loved very much in her life. Isn't it so beautiful? It's not like bloodshed in vain. It was actually, uh, you know, uh, helping that land to produce more. Like, you know, you are fertilizing, like you are watering that land. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, Saint whose blood made a lily come up from
2: the... Yeah, so it's like, you know, blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Like, you know, this blood is not wasted. You know, it is still producing fruits. Look how her story has inspired all of us who gathered here today. So thank you, Antonia, for that. And it's a beautiful story. And thank you, girls, for joining. Right, Nitya? Yes, yeah, We really It was really nice. A lot from you. Uh, and uh, like one more thing to reflect a little bit here is about the quote of Pope John Paul II, where he talks about purity. He says, deep within yourself, listen to your conscience, which calls you to be pure. You know, this is a call that is placed in the heart of everybody. And sometimes we cannot respond to that is because of, you know, some of the things like, you know, these perpetrators around us or something other people's lack of knowledge about the father may drag us into there. He says like a home is not warmed by the fire of pleasure, which burns quickly like a pile of withered grass. These things and these momentary pleasures, it just dies out so soon. But when God's love goes into our and the Holy Spirit just burns like an ember within our heart. Like, you know, it can overcome all the hurdles, all the difficulties in this world, and it can warm the whole house, the church. So that is what uh, purity is. And only people who are pure in heart will see God. Uh, and Pope also said, uh, you know, said, prayed a marvelous prayer while he was uh, beatifying them. It is actually to Mary. Maybe we can say that prayer together. He says, so Mary, many are the afflictions of the world, the miseries of the poor, the violence performed by those who do not know how to love and are carried away by brutal passions. And we do not know how to see the warnings from heaven in the calamities that are increasing and the sacrifice of defenseless and innocent victims. But you, Mary, are the mother of mercy and forgiveness. Ask grace for us ask god for us and for all an increase of faith the comfort of christian hope and the communion of evangelical charity amen amen, amen. amen. thank you for listening